Thank you so much for sitting down and doing this. Introduce yourself and tell everyone who you are and what you do. Sure, I'm Sydney Link, and I'm the editor-in-chief and founder of Brighton Spice Magazine, a magazine by Asian American youth. And yeah, I'm from the Bay Area, and that's pretty much it. Uh, what made you start Rice and Spice? It's a really cool, like, I look through the Instagram and I love it. <laughs> you. you guys have such a pretty theme. Yeah, um, I started it last summer and um, I guess the motivation behind it was that I wanted a place where Asian Americans can feel represented. And it was, I was kind of getting into Asian American activism. And at the same time, I was discovering the zine community, which I feel like everyone was kind of finding out about it because it, there was just such a huge boom of them on Instagram. So I decided to just bridge the two things together. And that's why I started Rice and Spice. Yeah. Oh, uh, what do you guys look for when you look for like submissions? Because it is open theme, right? Or it is like to open to Asian yeah. Americans to submit to? Yeah. Um, for submissions, we don't really, I feel like we do get a lot of questions on whether it has to be centered around the Asian American experience and it doesn't have to. And um, for submissions, I guess for our print issues, we do actually have a theme. So um, the first issue was color and the second issue, which submissions just closed was lucid. And I guess for that, we just, it's really, we're really open to anything. Like we don't, um, the, our themes and whatnot, they're all open to interpretation. And when we look through the stuff, we try to, I guess, I don't know. I think it's, it's definitely very subjective, but at the same time, we look for stuff that really speaks to us. And um, yeah, I think we, there's, I think there's some, sometimes art can be a bit cliched. I don't know if. Mm -hmm, I totally get yeah, that. Yeah, like sometimes you'll see like. An, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then like, it looks like it could have been drawn by anyone or like you have like a writing piece and it looks like it could have been written by anyone. So we try to find things that really have their unique style and really speak to us. And I don't know, I guess that's kind of the best I can describe it. I feel like it's really hard to kind of describe what is good art and what we find is good because it's all very like subjective. Exactly. I think any type of art form, whether that's like, you know, like written or pictures or music or anything is really just like, everything is based on people's opinions. So for you, what is like, do you have one art piece that you had submitted to you or, you know, anything that was submitted that you remember the most? I don't know, actually. I feel like, like, I don't want to pick 
favorites here. Oh, um, absolutely. That, Not like the favorite no, no, thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. Um, I may have worded yeah. that wrong. Yeah. Um, I guess one that stood out. Jesus, or like a theme, a message that stood mm-hmm. out. It doesn't have to be the art piece itself, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think we did. Um, we do have these like series of photos that this photographer, Joanna, I think her name is Joanna Chung. Yeah, I, I believe so. Um, and she submitted a series of photos and they were all, they all had different themes and whatnot, but they're very kind of distorted and abstract. I can't really describe it too much without people actually seeing it, but um, it's, yeah. I understand that. But I think that, um, well, of course she's like not my favorite or whatever, but I think what stood out was like, I really liked the messages she used. Like she did a lot of like abstract, conceptual, distorted stuff and it really kind of brought and added to that if that makes sense yeah I think yeah uh-huh um I think going back to like the perspective thing so much is up to interpretation and so much is like based on you know maybe your experience with a certain topic is different than another person and I think art is a beautiful thing that portrays that but I kind of wanted to touch like is there a stigma in media or in you know just in social media in general that you wish to change through rice and spice um yeah i think that i guess rice and spice's main mission was obviously to create asian american representation and i think that mm-hmm. um just i think that culture entertainment and media and the arts they're definitely like just everything is very whitewashed it's very white dominated <laughs> and um yeah i think that i understand especially within the Asian American community, we're kind of just within our community itself, we're very like told not to pursue the arts and humanities. We're very like STEM focused and that's definitely a stereotype. I feel like it's there's also like a ring of truth to it. And with that, we're also by like society in general, we're kind of shelved into and pigeonholed into where we're just supposed to be in STEM and like there aren't any Asians in the arts and whatnot. And I think that there's, yeah, it's just kind of like a bridging between those two things. So I think Rice and Spice's goal is that Asians were like, we can't, we can do the arts and we're really talented in the arts as well. And we were really great writers as well. So that's kind of, I guess, the um, how we're trying to address representation issues. Absolutely. I love that, by the way, that like mission statement is something that I feel like, especially with first generation people, like kids are more pushed towards STEM, like you said, but it's really nice to see that you guys are, you know, like opening up and branding towards these people who maybe want to pursue an art or a media form. Do you guys have like a long-term uh, long-term goal of like branding wise, like, oh, you want to be here like a year from now or two years from now? Um, I guess it's it's always changing. I feel like there's so many, I feel like ever since quarantine started, everything's just been up in the air, you know, like your schedule is always changing and things are always coming up. Um, I guess logistics wise, I definitely, the more kind of technical number area, we definitely hope that we'll like grow like a bigger following base and whatnot because I know like a lot of people say numbers don't matter. Like it's really about your content and it really is about your content. But at the same time, numbers are what gets growth and reach and whatnot. And I guess otherwise, I think 
there's I have just so many ideas out there and um I'm I think one of the mistakes I made that I kind of just realized recently was that I was moving too fast because I feel like a, a lot of times just in anything you're always trying to move forward you're always trying to keep just keep up with your competitor or competitors quote unquote and you just want to like keep growing and doing new things and whatnot but I think I was losing focus and I was I kept trying to like start new projects and whatnot but then I wouldn't like completely do each one and like complete it very well so I guess to answer your question hopefully we'll be doing our lucid issue so our second print issue which I'm like excited about it's gonna look really cool and in the future um maybe like we are I actually have started a podcast except that I've been really bad about editing episodes on <laughs> I, I like, totally get that. Yeah, it's a lot more than I bargained for, but I think other projects out there maybe do like a panel or some sort of like live event or something. Just stuff like that, I guess. Do you contribute to the magazine as well? Do you put your own artwork in it? Um, well, yeah, like I guess a bit. Um, I I like I mean, I don't really put like my own writing or art or whatever, but I do do like interview pieces and stuff like that. So I guess I kind of do. Do you have, for your upcoming issue that's coming out, the Lucid one, how would you, like, Mm -hmm. describe it for people who maybe don't see it? Because this is, like, a listening type of, you know, media, so (laughs) people can't exactly see what it is. How would you describe it? Because I've seen some stuff on Instagram, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, thank you. Um, It's, well, I think we, going into it, we wanted something, we wanted it to be very kind of, juxtaposed I guess it was our first issue was color and it was very vivid it was very clear cut and it was very bold and like a lot of colors and it was yeah that's kind of how you described it for this one we wanted it to be more very not as clear cut a bit messy even and um we wanted we actually we were discussing this over zoom meeting and one of our team members had this really cool idea where we kind of do like a alice in wonderland thing so we so you know how like alice she starts out in the normal world and she goes into this super crazy land and then she kind of comes out of it so it's very like sandwiched so we're 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 not sure we're going to go completely through with this but we're we want some stuff that's very vibrant and very just more clear cut and very raw and tangible and yeah just very you know very clear cut but then we kind of want the middle to be very gauzy and hazy and very you know distorted and conceptual whatnot so that's kind of a plan that's really interesting do you guys have like a process of coming up with your themes yeah um the first theme for color it was when i didn't really have a team yet so that was just kind of me and the inspiration behind that was that i think i came up with rise and spice in june so it was pride month And I think that also tied into how we were really, I think color is just very important in any sense, because I feel like it's such a broad word, but there's also like a lot of race issues. Um, Like we had the Black Lives Matter protests. And I think the month before that, it was um, Asian American Pacific Islander month. So I think I just kind of culminated all of that into color because, you know, representation and whatnot. And for Lucid, we sat together and we discussed what our vision was. 
And um, I think we, we were like, okay, it's like the new year and we want something that represents what's happening around us and what's going to be happening in the future. And we have this giant list of words and there's stuff like armor or like perspective and whatnot. There's just a bunch of words and phrases. And we kind of went through and we just thought about like which one represents the mission that we want. And we just keep discussing and then we find one word that really summarizes and we all love. So we found Lucid, yeah. That's really interesting. Do you have like themes planned out for like the future? Um, no, because I feel like each theme is very centered around what's happening and what we feel. And because that always changes, right? So, yeah. That's really interesting. I know a lot of people in who do like small magazines and, you know, they're mm-hmm. open to a lot of the community. They either like, they'll post a lot on social media to try and get their name out. How important mm-hmm. do you think like social media is not only for you know, advocacy and reaching people, but how do you think it's helped you guys grow? I think that it's, social media is pretty much fundamental to the growth of Rice and Spice. And obviously I think social media isn't exactly, it's very, there's pros and cons to it. It's not a great thing, but it's not a bad thing either. And for Rice and Spice itself, we really grew from marketing. I think nowadays, back in the days, you know, we didn't have the internet, we didn't have social media, like magazines and scenes back in the day when, before I was born, they they just, you know, printed at some local store and like passed it out. But now it's it's really about how you market yourself and um, the like the better you market, the more growth you're going to have. So Rice and Spice, we really developed through curating an aesthetic, I guess, and a visual element and, you know, just creating content that we like and that our audience like, and that's kind of the gist of it, yeah. How would you describe your aesthetic? Because I feel like when you look at it on Instagram, there's definitely, you can tell, you know, like color scheme and then an aesthetic. How would you describe it in your words? Going into it, um, I wanted the aesthetic to bridge kind of the two worlds of magazines there's something in my throat <laughs> oh you're good, you're good. yeah <laughs> and um it was there was the zine community which is very diy based and it looks very kind of almost messy i guess and very makeshift and you know kind of collage and whatnot and there's also the magazine like the very typical magazine look which is very you know like vogue or l that's very sleek and that's very modern and you know very cut like that And I wanted, I really like both looks because, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I really like both like the really messy and like do it yourself look, but I also really like the very sophisticated modernized look. So I wanted to break the two together and that's how would I would, how I would describe Rice and Spice's aesthetic. Yeah. That's definitely like, that's like perfectly put together the word wise, because, (laughs) you know, for Orenda, we are more leaning towards like modern and elegant and like sleek Mm -hmm. type of look. And then for you guys, it's like a mix. And I can see that because, you know, you have the like fonts and stuff that are really sleek. And your website, by the way, it's like beautifully developed. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and so I can tell by like that. I think you guys did a great job of that. What advice would you give yourself if you were to go back in time and like see yourself starting this? What advice would you give yourself to help you grow? I I think I'm one of those people who I don't really regret anything. Well, like I do regret things, but not on a huge level. So usually I would, I think I would tell myself just, you know, just do it, I guess. I don't know. I feel like my mentality hasn't changed as much 
like yeah I don't know I think I'll just is there like a lesson sorry I just cut you off is there like a lesson you learned while creating it maybe not like advice you could go back and change something but just something new that you learned in the process of making everything Mm -hmm. I think I learned I just I don't know there's so many things that I've learned I think both technically wise and growth wise and I think one of the biggest things is there's it's really about kind of finding a balance between just growing your magazine but also focusing on kind of your yourself or your other commitments and whatnot I think I'm pretty sure you probably experienced this with Arenda but there's like you have to find that balance between school and like your your projects and whatnot and I think I'm still working on that it's definitely very difficult but I think that's one of the biggest things biggest challenges that I faced and yeah yeah I absolutely feel that challenge 100% especially because like (laughs) I'm now graduating high school and like having Mm -hmm. this is like trying to figure out which one to do first which one is your priority especially like doing everything by a deadline well how would people find you where can people submit um, what's your process for submissions? Yeah, um, our we can, well, we definitely, sometimes we have different like submission projects and whatnot. So Lucid just closed, but if you want to submit to our website, so that's online submissions where you can be published on our web blog, you can submit at ricebizemag.com slash submit. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for sitting down and doing this. I had a great time talking to you. Yeah.